0: Welcome to the Lights Camera Pro Podcast, where we interview entertainment pros about their careers and how they became successful in the industry. The secrets to their success here every week. Here's your host, Sean Ventura. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lights Camera Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Ventura, and I just want to say go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe, rate, and review. Today's guest is Katie Snyder. She is a photographer, a life coach, an author, and also has a podcast. She is a ball of positivity. It's so great to have her on the show. It's going to be fun. Check it out. Here we go. So hey, everybody. We're here with Katie Snyder, who is an entrepreneur and artist we're going to talk to her today about her many businesses. She does photography. She's a life coach. She's an author. She also has a podcast, which is very cool. We'll talk about that. So um, thanks for doing this, Katie. This is awesome.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, this is great. You do so many things. I'm interested (laughs) in talking about all of them and kind of try to figure out where you started. And um, I usually start my podcast with a question because I get a lot of TV and Um, film people, like, how did you know you wanted to get into TV and film, but how did you know, um, that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and that you were an artist? When did you first know? Were you like six and someone was like, oh my God, that picture is so amazing.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I wish, um, the very long story of it is that I didn't, I had no idea and, I went to college and, you know, nobody knows at 17, 18, what you're supposed to major in, what you want to major in. And I was literally in my freshman PE class walking around the track with with this new friend I had just made and thought she was the coolest person in the world. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm going to major in photography. That's what I came here for. And my mind was just blown. I had no idea that was a thing. I was from a super small town. We had like two art classes in high school and I was just so intrigued. And so I said, Oh my gosh, can I come with you? Because you literally had to go and talk to the professor to sign up for the class. Right. And so I know that I was totally hiding behind her the whole time. And I, but I went and I said like, honestly, without even so much as a thought, right? I was just like, yeah, I want to do this. So I ended up minoring in photography and even the whole time just thinking like, this is a hobby, you know, this will be so much fun and how fun that I can just minor in something that's not going to actually be my job and um, just went for it. And then, you know, it ended up turning into a career pretty quickly.
0: Cool. And um, so what did you major in? (laughs)
1: that's a good question so I majored in psychology Mm. and um honestly was very interested in in research psychology and I do kind of utilize that a little more these days um in writing and things like that but but yeah I got out of school I did a quote-unquote real job using that degree for about a year and a half um But I was shooting on the side and I just thought, this is so much more fun. You know, it just, I thought it allowed me a lot more flexibility being self employed. And I was just really interested in that and excited about it. So I just decided to go for it.
0: Right. And I I had kind of a similar path. I I grew up in a small town and, nobody was doing anything except for like driving around and doing yeah. track and cross country and nothing was happening. And i walked into this art class and they were playing Billy holiday and doing oh, drawings cool. and doing stop motion animation. And I was like, Oh my God, what is this place? This is where I belong. I don't belong. And, you know, hanging yeah. out with the jocks. And uh, it was <laughs> the first time I was like, wow, I figured out what I want to do. I want to paint. I want to draw. I want to do art.
1: Yeah. So yeah. cool. So cool.
0: So um, so after school, you kind of did the psychology thing as a job and you're um, doing some photography. Where do you go from there? What's the next thing?
1: I will say I quickly became, began shooting for friends, right? So I was shooting my friends' bands and shooting weddings. And for a very long time, photography was my main thing. Um, okay. So I've done it um, – you know I want to say full time for about 18 years now which is crazy because mm-hmm. I realized last night that's half my life I just turned 36 so <laughs>
0: um
1: yeah half my life doing photography um and I think for a long time I kind of just followed this like you know hustle 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 take every job you could get mm. build this thing up you know be the best make the most money like all of that and around, probably around five or six years ago, it was right around the time I turned 30. It just, I I won't say it came crashing down because nothing really happened with my career, but on the personal side of things, it was just like, something's got to change. Like this isn't sustainable the way I've been doing this. I was super burned out. And I think a lot of it had to do with just not knowing that I was allowed to do more than one thing. Uh Honestly, I think I just really didn't know that. I thought I had to do one thing and do my best to be the, you know, the very best at it. And once I started realizing like, actually I have these other interests and I have these other things that maybe won't make money ever, or, or at least not for a little while, but I would really enjoy doing them. And so, just kind of went on that kind of self-reflection journey for a little while and um, ended up, yeah, like you kind of mentioned earlier, doing quite a few things from that.
0: Yeah, that's really cool that you figured that out at such a young age because I'm older. I'm 52 and I I was a video editor for 25 years and I've made yeah. short films and done theater and done other things, but I was in the same Way I, I thought, oh, I have to be really good at this one thing so I can have a career and make money. And I can't yeah. work on movie sets and work on plays and, and, and be a video editor. You have to focus on that one thing, but you don't have to. And so many people now are doing five things or three things and, and excelling because the variety kind of gives you that energy to, to keep going and not burn out.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I definitely wish I had known it sooner. You know, I think, you know, what is that terrible joke of like jack of all trades, master of none, right? Like our society sort of ingrains that into us. Like if you, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't you can't do well at a lot of different things, you know, but people are so complex. Right. And there's that it doesn't make sense that we would just want to do one thing forever. Um, so yeah, I would say pursuing other things has really given me a lot of personal freedom and honestly, a lot of joy.
0: That's awesome. So, um, at your 30 and you're burnt out and you're like, okay, I got to do something else. What, what do you end up doing? Do you end up going to the podcast or the life coaching? What's next?
1: Yeah. So, and I will preface all this with, I never stopped my photography business. It is still alive. It's still going. Um, but so that's a funny story. What I actually did as you do is I Took two years off from personally shooting. I have an associate program. So I had other people on my team shooting for me during that time. Right. And I actually went on the road with my husband's band. And we... Part of that time, we were... Four of us were living in a sprinter van, traveling around the country. Hmm. So when I say that it was like night and day, I went from shooting these high-end weddings, you know, right. making six figures to like, we're in a we're in a sprinter van, we're in national <laughs> parks, we're touring, we're doing Kickstarters to fund an album. It was, it was just a very funny and like just different time, right? right. And but I think it just really allowed me to take a step back and and just think about what I really wanted in life, and you know I I was able to see that I could take time off from shooting, and my whole business didn't crumble. You right. know I think that was like the most exciting part. Of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so during that time I was I had had an idea for a book. I've always wanted to write a book, and so I was spending a lot of time writing. And I'm still working on that book, and that's just part of the journey because it it really is a lot. About my life, and so it's like I'm still living this thing, right? I'm right. still figuring it out. Um, so I'm still working on that. But through those conversations that we were constantly having, you know, we would we would travel to a city and and meet people, and they the the one thing I heard over and over and over is, "I wish I could do what you guys do," or "I wish I was creative," or "I, yep. I wish I was talented." And oh my gosh, these conversations just they just drained the life out of me. Like I, I just, it was killing me to see these people think that they weren't capable. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and I know they were trying to compliment us, but it was like, Oh, it, it just weighed on me so heavy. And and so honestly, that's kind of what birthed the podcast. And that is kind of what the book is about that I'm working on. Um, but it's these conversations of like nobody feels capable, nobody feels talented enough. they you know, everybody thinks you have to be born with this talent and you'll you'll be endlessly encouraged to pursue it, you know, until the day you make a million dollars and then you're done, you know. And it's like that is not what this journey is like. Right. Um, so yeah, I kind of launched the podcast. Podcast out of that. And then from there have also started um, doing some coaching just with individuals, just to kind of help them along their own journey as well.
0: Very cool. So can you talk about the name of the podcast? What's the name of the podcast?
1: Yeah, it's called Doing Scary Things. Mm -hmm. And so it's just the idea that, you know, if you feel fear towards something you're passionate about or something you Think you would like to try? Fear is not a reason to stop. It's actually a very normal emotion to feel in those situations, um, and so it shouldn't keep you from trying.
0: Right, absolutely. And and I remember. Uh, just to give you a break for a second, like I remember sure. being 19 years old in San Francisco and wanting to start a theater and thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? I have no money. I'm literally just paying my rent, and have some money for food. And I just figured out a way with my good friend, Mark, who we had made. Um, some short films, and we, we moved into a theater. That's how we figured it out, is that our rent was paying for the theater. There was a couple rooms up back, a kitchen and a bathroom, and we had a 60-seat theater, and we did original plays, and then that turned into short films and turned oh into gosh. you know poetry nights and performances by other artists, and it was this crazy sort of place, almost like Andy Warhol's factory in San Francisco, where was the most yeah. creative time in my life, And, uh, it all happened because I was like, I'm just going to make this happen. Even though I have no money.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and, um, my girlfriend, Nicole, she works in marketing, but she had a similar experience where she got laid off five, six years ago and she wanted to go to Paris. She wanted to live in Paris her whole life. She was like a Francophile obsessed with Paris. (laughs) And she's like, I'm laid off. I don't have anything to do. I'm going. And she went and lived in Paris for three months and totally changed her life forever. So yeah, I absolutely agree with you that people just need a little push. And sometimes it's a person because I remember I always wanted to go to Italy. I'm Italian and same thing around that time, I was twenty something. I was like, I can't go to Italy. It's like two thousand dollars. And I and I befriended (laughs) this person who had traveled the world for free by staying with friends and doing standbys and Uh, Not free, but very cheaply. Um, Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to try that," and I tried it, and it worked. And I spent like four hundred dollars to go to Italy for two weeks.
1: Oh my gosh, it's amazing! It's amazing,
0: but what you can do once you put your mind to it, and sometimes you need a little push from someone else, which I'm sure where the the life coaching comes in, and that's all connected to the podcast, which is very cool.
1: Well, it really is so true of like, you know, we put these limitations on ourselves, right? Like we Mm -hmm. decide like, oh, I could never make $2,000 and go to Italy or we tell ourselves it's irresponsible or, you know, whatever. We're always telling ourselves these things. And it's like, what if it was okay for me to go to Italy? Like what, you know, why is, why would that stop me? Why would I stop myself?
0: Right. Um,
1: So, yeah, it's been a really cool, interesting journey. And so, you know. Other people's stories are so inspiring to me. Like hearing about you guys, that's amazing. And so I just love having these conversations.
0: Yeah, and I um I saw this documentary on Netflix. I don't know if you saw it. It was called Happy Happy Times or Happy Something, and it was just these uh, two so. two French people. I think they were from France, and they just bought a school bus and dro- drove across Canada, the United States. And wow. I guess they wrote a blog and took some photos and that's how they made the money, but they were just like, "We want to go to the United States and explore Canada and all the parks and and yeah. and it's this beautiful documentary. they take two years off and they run into some crazy stuff and people get sick and whatever and I'm like, "Oh my God, I want to do that. I want to quit my job and do that. I want to like drive around in a school bus and look at the mountains and swim in like these lakes in Canada. This is insanity. I have to do this, and I think it so dissipated fun. after a couple of weeks, but <laughs> I'm definitely one of those people who's like, oh, every documentary I watch or every crazy story I hear from a creative friend, I'm like, I want to do that.
1: Yeah. Well, why not? You know, I think life is so short and it's like it doesn't make sense to wait till, you know, whenever to do the thing. Like do it now, you know, give yourself that experience.
0: Right. And, and um, something that's sort of universal with creative people, because I've talked to directors, writers, actors, and cinematographers, all, all kinds of creative people, artists, mm-hmm. um, is that creative people are brave. And what I mean by that is that you have to be nuts to do stand-up. <laughs> I just recently did stand-up comedy that's insane. You're up there by nice. yourself and there's people looking at you and not laughing. Sometimes they laugh, but – um, and an actor to go on an audition in a room full of people who are like, mm, thank you. That was great. Yeah. Um, but also we're very sensitive, you know, so, um, People say, like, I was just talking to this comedian, Lace Larrabee, who tours the country. And she was like, you know, you can do a thousand shows and the one bad show sticks with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? totally. And you're just like, uh, you know, if you're a musician and, you, you know, like your boyfriend, you travel the country, you have a hundred great shows and the one bad show. You're like, oh God, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I had done something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're extremely sensitive, but incredibly brave. And it's so brave to start your own company and... And to start a podcast, like really, you're going to be one of the million podcasts out there and (laughs) and you're going to succeed. Really, Sean? Really, Katie? Come on. (laughs) Like, seriously, there's a million podcasts, but Mm -hmm. you just end up doing it, you know, and it's something inside of us that we have to create. So it's kind of this thing where I guess my mindset is I don't care if anyone sees this or Mm -hmm. anyone responds to this or any, I make any money from it. I have to do this right now. I don't know why, but I just have to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, and I certainly think if there's something inside of people like that, then yes, you have to do it, you know? And, and yeah, like there might be a little bit of reframing, like what is success to you, you know, is success getting to do the thing you love and figuring it out and finding a way. Um, Or or success, you know, making a million dollars, period. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, exactly like what you're saying. Like, if I get to have these conversations with people and I get to have a podcast that I'm proud of, you know, yeah, then it, it, it matters a little bit less, you know, if there's 100 people listening or, you know, 16 million people listening, you know, it's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of like why you're doing it, I think.
0: Yeah. And, and can you, um, we'll go over this at the end too, if you want, uh, sure. I don't have any ads on my podcast right now. So if you want to say your website where people can go and, um, see your photography and see your life coaching and your podcast and all that, what's, what's your website address?
1: Yeah. So I have two websites cause I just like to be really complicated like that. <laughs> um, so my photography business is katiesnyderphotography.com.
2: Mhm.
1: And my everything else is under katiesnyder.com. So it's K-A-T-I-E-S-N-Y-D-E-R.
0: Right. And that's where the life coach and the podcast and the author, and you also have a blog. Exactly.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's, so what is the blog for? Is that for your writing? Like,
1: yes, it will be. I funny story. I had a blog for years on the photography site and you know, I just felt like I kind of outgrew it a little. And so then I took it down and I didn't have a blog for a long, long time. And I started the podcast and I was kind of doing that instead, but, but yeah, these days I'm writing a ton and I, and I, that's kind of what I love to do. I love to create content, you know, that that's hopefully helpful for people. And it's, it's stemming out of these conversations that I'm having with people who are doing these really brave things. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my vision for the blog. Um, for sure.
0: And can you talk about, you have a a co-host on the, the, and let me say that again. Yeah. And can you talk about, you, um, have a co-host on the podcast, the doing scary things podcast. Who is that?
1: I do the lovely Anna Packer, It's a great friend of mine and she, um, is a licensed psychotherapist and has recently quit her practice to, um, have a full-time eBay store. Wow. Um, so yeah, we're doing all kinds of fun stuff over there, but, um, the way Anna and I kind of got connected was both of our husbands were professional musicians. And so we met through that and Anna and I, obviously we both had, you know, really busy, fulfilling careers, successful, all the boxes checked. But one thing we had never done um, ourselves was write and make music. So we started doing that together and um, through that process kind of launched You know the podcast together because again we're having these conversations. Mm -hmm. We're you know constantly sharing what we do with people and just getting that same reaction of like, what you're doing all these things, and it's like, yeah, why not? You know, we're we're just going for it. So
0: let's talk about the life coaching. If someone is interested in life coaching with you, or even if they're not, if you want to just talk about your process and how you help people, um, that would be interesting for the listeners.
1: Okay, sure. So I have done business coaching over the years. Like I said, I've been a photographer for 18 years. So I really enjoy helping people who maybe don't know how to start a business or things like that. So I've kind of done that unofficially for a long time. But last summer, I went through a certification process to become a certified life coach. And um, my concentration with that was all around the idea of life purpose. And I know that that can kind of be a funny word for some people, or, you know, we kind of assign different ideas and feelings to to figuring out your purpose, right? Um, It can be a trigger for some people, I think. But my vision behind it is really helping people understand what is going to bring them the most fulfillment and joy in life and, and helping them get there. So I work with people who either know what they want to do and just feel stuck and don't really know what their next steps are or or where to go from there. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I sometimes work with people who say like, I don't even know what I want to do. I really can't figure it out, you know, and, um, but maybe are feeling a little less, you know, satisfied in their current work, and just thinking there's something else out there. There's got to be something. Um, and so we we will even go back to childhood sometimes and and figure out like was this because somebody discouraged you from something, or is it a limiting belief that you just don't feel you're capable of? So that's the work I love diving in and doing with people. Um, and it's yeah, it's been super. Uh, rewarding for me, I will say, but it's done through a series of zoom calls usually. And it's, and it's really just me, you know, encouraging them and walking them through the process and steps and just helping however I can.
0: Very, very cool. So, Katie, you're an artist and an entrepreneur. What advice would you give to young people wanting to start their own business or even people who are mid-career who want to switch gears and start their own business?
1: Yeah, I think my advice would be to not be afraid to dream big. And Mm. I, I know that can feel you know, a little cliche and I, and I really don't mean it that way. I really just want to encourage people that, you know, people are not going to put the limitations on you that you're putting on yourselves. I can just promise you of that. Um, you know, there really is, there's so many things out there for you to do and you don't have to do things one certain way. And I would just encourage people, if, if there's a desire in them that they want to think about and explore and go for, like, just try it. You know, what is the worst that can happen? Literally. Um, so that would be my advice mm,
0: that's good advice and I'll just this just came to me I'll just ask this question like yeah because I've thought about just doing podcasting exclusively I also have a YouTube channel yeah. um, I'm Actually, thinking about doing a Kickstarter campaign to do a conference here in Atlanta for podcasters when all of this goes away. Amazing. Um, and people can get together in a big space again. Can't
2: uh, wait. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, that would be so cool, right? You can do one in yeah. Nashville and I'll do one in Atlanta. <laughs> Sounds great. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to do so many things, but I do have three kids and mm-hmm. I have. Um, you know i'm on severance from turner i've left turner and now i need to get another job and your mind goes straight to like oh well i need a job with insurance and mm-hmm. and i have several friends who are freelance but a lot of times they get benefits from their spouse or or they have some sort of permalance gig where they get benefits do you have yeah. any advice about benefits or being a freelancer with benefits
1: that's a great question because, you know, we do live in the real world and things like that, you know, are very real obstacles and we do have to deal with that. Um I will say that I think a lot of times decisions like these come to your priorities, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like so I guess to go back to answer your question, I I I never had that. I never had a spouse with 401k or you know security my husband's a musician you know we've always been freelancers together and it has been a very wild ride and journey and we've kind of leaned on each other for support in different seasons in different ways Mm -hmm. um happy to report we have benefits (laughs) we we do have health insurance as as of this year but there were several years there where we didn't you know and i think Mm -hmm. i think you just you figure it out and um, and I don't want that to sound naive. I know there's a lot of people living with um, you know, really complicated health situations yes. where n- where going without benefits isn't an option, you know. Right. And so again, I I do feel for them. And but I but I think you know it's all a puzzle. There's like a million ways you can work all this out, right? Mm-hmm. And so so I know successful entrepreneurs who Who, you know, do the the passion stuff as a as a side gig because they do need to work for benefits or, you know, there's just I guess I just want to say there's a million ways to do it. But I wouldn't let, you know, the fear of that or the worry of it keep you from trying because I because I've seen it work out for people so many times.
0: Right. Right. No, that's great advice because that's one of the, you know, everybody has an obstacle to starting a business yeah, yeah. or whatever and, and starting a band, starting a company, starting, you know, a podcast. And, and that's one of my obstacles. And I've, I've been yeah. researching it and there, there are options. It's just a lot more expensive than working for a big company. So for uh,
1: sure.
0: Yeah. That This has been great. Uh, do you want to end on any stories? Do you have any stories you want to tell? Or
1: I have millions of stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is there I any story yeah. with the podcast or any? I mean, it could be photography. I've seen your photography. Yeah. Uh, fo- I've seen your photographs. I've seen your photos <laughs> and they're beautiful. <laughs> Thank um, you. Is there any wedding stories or crazy wedding stories? doesn't have to be crazy, but just sure. um, uh, a story or two about uh, being an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, well, I was thinking about that and um I always like to tell people that first of all, photography did not come naturally to me at all. So, I did study it in college and was very, you know, privileged to get to be in a program like that. Worst grades I've ever made in my life. And <laughs> and I just like to point that out to people because Again, so many people think you have to be good to start, right? Right. And honestly, this is just the honest truth. It gave me so much hope in myself when I started other things later in life, like in my 30s, when to remember that because I knew like – you know, people will sugarcoat and say, Oh, you're a great photographer, whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. You weren't there in my definition class when I, you know, totally flunked, like you weren't there when I had no idea what I was doing. And so honestly, it was a great reminder to myself to start out and to be bad at something, you know, because I knew like, it's just common sense, right? You put time in, you put practice in, you're going to get better. So that's the first thing I always like to point out. But, um, another thing is the very first wedding I ever shot was a mm. friend of mine. It was at this beautiful location. and um, the backdrop was this waterfall. We were in Northeast Tennessee and, um, Just the kind of place you really would look at this job and think, wow, you can't screw this up. Um, But you can, um, because (laughs) one way, this was back in the days of film, and Mm -hmm. I totally ran out of film shooting my first wedding. Wow. Um, But you know, there's grace for everybody. So the bride's sister gave me some extra rolls of film that she had and um, it was all black and white. So the rest of the wedding was all black and white and they must have done a cookout because all I can remember about those pictures is just seeing these black and white pictures of hot dogs and just being like mortified. But um, you know, everybody has to start somewhere and you learn from every experience and and you can only get better.
0: Yes. I totally, <laughs> totally agree with that. It's such a funny story because um, my first podcast, and I think this would be a relief for a lot of podcasters, <laughs> it was completely unusable. And oh, I won't go no. into the technical details, but it was great because it was my first, I was so bummed and I was emailing this company like, can you give me the file? It's stuck on the server. And um, it was just, <laughs> Nothing was going to happen. It was just I had to accept the fact that it was not working and I might not get this interview. And it was someone who I, I knew and I liked and I wanted to do it. So anyway, I, I talked to him and he's like, yeah, we can redo it. And we redid it and it was so much better because it was my second time and I had a chance to go through it once. And kind yeah. of figure out what I wanted to ask and what I didn't want to ask. And it was a better totally. interview, you know, so it, it all worked out fine. He was fine with it. He was like, yeah, I felt like I had low energy. It's better for you to do <laughs> it again anyway. And so stuff like that happens and, and you kind of freak out and you're like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. And it's not the end of the world. You just redo no. it or move on or. Get some film from the bride's (laughs) sister (laughs) and everything's fine, right?
1: It's so true. Yeah. I mean, you're always going to be hardest on yourself, you know? And so I think just remembering that and just, you know, doing the best you can and learning and growing and putting in the effort. Yeah, it'll all work out in the end.
0: But I see, I don't know if you see these on Facebook. I'm on all these podcast communities and there's a million people saying, I want to start it, but I'm afraid. I want to start it, but I'm nervous. I want to start a podcast, but I don't know what to do. And it's like everybody's saying the same thing. Just do it. You'll be fine. Get through yeah. the first couple. Don't, don't not do it. Please do it. Please go right. for
1: it. Absolutely. Because yeah, who are you hoping by not? By not doing it, you know, nobody else cares. Nobody else is holding this standard, you know, they're not holding you to this level. Yeah. You're, you're being your worst critic. And if you, and it's, it's so much easier said than done. I mean, I'll be honest, but if you can get past that and just go for it, you're going to have so much more fulfillment in your life than, than somebody just sitting on the sidelines.
0: Yeah. Okay. So do you have another story or are you good?
1: <laughs> um, well, I will just say this is a bit of a teaser, but I, so I started um, a second book that's okay. totally different than the first and where I'm just really writing about life as a photographer, because when I really stepped back to think about it, I'm like, wow, there's been some crazy things that have happened. And people ask that, right? I'm Mm -hmm. sure you get that all the time in your career. Like, what's the funniest thing that's ever happened? What's the craziest thing? So all I will say is that I've decided to write this book and the name of it is going to be called poop on the dance floor.
0: Nice.
1: (laughs) And yes, that happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it did. Yeah, I'm sure it did. I've heard so many stories about weddings, my God. Uh, Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there. Thank you, Katie, that this has been awesome. You do so many things. And, uh, you're so likable. You're just a really likable <laughs> Thank person.
1: You. Um, I appreciate that.
0: Um, I wish you the best of luck. And if you, where's your, um, websites again, do you want to say your websites again?
1: Yeah, I would love to connect with people online. So com is a great place. If you do want to see the photography work, you can head over to Um, My Instagram, I'm pretty active on there. And that is the Katie Snyder. So yeah, I would love to hear from anybody who's on a similar journey or even just trying to figure out where they want to start.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Katie. This was great. You have a great day and it was awesome talking to you. And I wish you the best of luck in all your businesses.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Take care. Talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the Lights Camera Pro Podcast, where entertainment pros talk about how they made their
0: dream into a career. Go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks to Bob Juergens for the Rockin' VO and Joseph McDade for the music. Next week, we have a very special guest. It's my good friend, Tom Byers. He's a musician. He's a video editor. He's an artist. Very creative guy. It's going to be fun. Check it out next week